Trump's mob was a peaceful protest. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy, none. Give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's start marching and I salute you all. USA! USA! That's what happens when election lies are pushed through the media. Who has the ultimate authority to deploy the National Guard? Uh, the ultimate authority rests with Trump. He saw people saying, hang Mike Pence. He was instigating violence against Mike Pence. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security had already declared that the greatest threat to the U.S. homeland was not ISIS or Al-Qaeda, but instead domestic extremists, far-right extremists to be exact. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you, and God bless America. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second Zero Hedge debate. Yeah, I actually think what Destiny and what Ed are saying are very important. Uh, first of all, I was going to say that I think one of the problems with how these things are debated is that a lot of people these days have very binary prisms for understanding things. A lot of that comes from YouTube debate where you have to declare yourself on one side or the other. So Destiny said, oh, everybody either hates this insurrection, thinks it's an insurrection, or they deny it happens, or they think it's good. And there's so much middle ground, namely that for me, this was a political protest that spilled over into a riot where a small minority of the people engaged in violence. I don't think we want to urge that to happen. We don't want to defend that. I consider that lamentable. But the fact that it's laughable to call this an insurrection is actually demonstrated by the examples that they're using. This was a three-hour riot that was extremely easily subdued. It doesn't remotely compare to any prior insurrections, let alone to the Civil War. The only people who were killed on January 6th were four people, all four of whom were Trump supporters, two of whom dropped out of a heart attack and one from a speed overdose because these were not exactly a well-trained militia. And when Jack Smith went to charge Donald Trump with multiple crimes, he had a lot of options to charge him with and he charged him with a lot of crimes, including very dubious ones. He did not charge him with inciting an insurrection for reasons that I think we ought to ask ourselves why. But the, the fact that this is such a minor event in history is demonstrated by the fact that the media who needed this to be a major event immediately started lying about what happened, saying that Brian Sicknick was murdered when he had his head bashed in through a fight with a fire extinguisher, only for to learn that actually he called his mother that night. He was fine. He died the next day of what the coroner said were natural causes. Because the media knew that if you can't say that even one person supposedly perpetrating the insurrection killed anybody, pulled out a gun, let alone discharged a weapon, all of which is true, it's a joke to call this an insurrection. At best, it's a riot. And that's the reason why Trump hasn't been charged with an insurrection. The only time he ever commented on January 6th about whether he thought there should be violence or not was when he said the following. He said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. He urged them to be peaceful in how they went there. To the extent there was violence, I think you can make the argument that the FBI informants that even the New York Times admits were there were the ones that urged it. But even if the people 
who were there were the ones responsible. At best, this is a riot. You could so easily make the case that the 2020 riots were as a far greater insurrectionary threat than anything that happened on January 6th. Let me, let me just say, what happens is when you gather together to debate a particular question, you're supposed to debate that particular question. The particular question that we were presented with is we're gonna debate January 6th and whether it was an insurrection. Now, I don't blame Destiny and Ed for not wanting to debate that, for wanting to debate a whole set of other issues about whether Trump acted improperly, whether he was naughty and the things he did after the election, because there is no argument to make that what happened on January 6th rises to the level of insurrection. And that's why an extremely aggressive prosecutor named Jack Smith decided not to charge Donald Trump with that crime because he knew there was no way that he could possibly bring a conviction against anybody, let alone Donald Trump, who told everybody to be peaceful when going to the Capitol about whether or not that was actually an insurrection, whether that rose to that level. And even in a colloquial sense, what we've called an insurrection in the past is in a completely different universe. But on the issue of whether there was a real belief on the part of Donald Trump that elections were stolen, I don't understand how anybody could doubt that, aside from the fact that you have to get into Trump's head. In the last three elections that Democrats lost, in 2000, 2004, and 2016, a very large number of Democrats believed and asserted that the election was stolen, that the election was stolen and was the byproduct of fraud, and the president was, as a result, illegitimate. When I started writing about politics in 2005, the idea that George Bush was the real loser of the election, Al Gore won, was the view of every single liberal and Democrat that I knew. In 2004, there were objections claiming that Karl Rove had interfered in the Ohio vote with the Diebold machines and cheated to make John Kerry lose and, John, and, and George Bush win. And then in 2016, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats said that Donald Trump was the illegitimate winner, that Russia had helped him, and they tried to convince the Electoral College to abandon the certified results of the state. Obviously, you go back to, to 1960, and it, there's a lot of historians believe that election was stolen. So it's not like Donald Trump was the first person to ever wonder or believe that an election was stolen from him. It's a very significant tradition in American political history, if you know anything about politics before 2016. And if Trump believed that the election was stolen, and while it's true, a lot of people in the Justice Department and a lot of people in the White House told them they didn't think it was, he did have advisors and lawyers telling them, telling him that they, that they think there was evidence of it. Then the question is over, even on these other issues about whether or not Trump engaged in some conspiracy against the United States. But the issue is, is January 6th an insurrection? Just, I actually wanna ask a question that I would love to hear everybody's answer to, but before I do that, just wanna say about federal judges, this year, in the last six months, four different federal judges, a district court judge, and then an appellate court unanimously, found that the Biden administration gravely violated the First Amendment. In fact, the greatest assault on free speech the court said in decades, maybe the history of the judiciary by systemically pressuring big tech to censor the internet and purge it of all dissent by threatening big tech companies using the CIA, the FBI, and the CDC with punishment if they didn't censor the internet. Now you may not agree, but according to your standard, four different federal judges concluded that, which is infinitely worse in terms of an abridgment of freedom or an attack on the Constitution than anything that Trump is accused of doing. That's not true. That's not true. That's a digital insurrection by the deep state. Digital insurrection. Can I put a pin on thing real quick? I just want it to be noticed. Hold up. Everybody hold up. Glenn, please finish your point, and then we're going to move on to the response. The question I want to ask is, the question that you asked, Ian, is, is this a coup? If you look at how other coups are perpetrated, and I think a lot of this is that if you're an American and you have this very soft history, you don't know what a coup is, you think that like what CNN tells you a, a coup is a coup. Usually the way coups work is the leader of the country or whoever is in charge of the military 
orders the military to seize control of the levers of power. Trump was the commander in chief on January 6th. The military was duty bound to obey his orders. They had a right to disobey if they were illegal. But if this were a coup, why didn't Trump order the military to seize control of the pow of power and turn over the election process to him? Why didn't he order the armed factions that form the, the law enforcement part of the military and the executive branch that serve under his command to do that as well? That's what happens in a coup. That didn't happen here because Trump wasn't trying to perpetrate a coup. He wanted this, the Department of Defense to seize voting machines, and the DOJ turned him down and told well, the him. The worst thing he did was try to take Biden off the ballot. Remember when Trump said Biden cannot run and have the Justice Department take Biden off the ballot? Oh, God, that was Biden. Sorry. I, I, I'm, <laughs> the January 6th committee, and it's what uh, Alex was alluding to just a second ago, is one of the biggest shams in the history of Congress because what happened with the January 6th committee was we had a long history of 225 years of tradition in the United States Congress where whatever investigative commissions would be created within the Congress, the minority leader and the majority leader would each select the members of that committee to ensure there was fair representation by both parties. Nancy Pelosi, for the first time in the history of the United States, as Speaker of the House, refused to allow the Republicans who were chosen for that committee by Kevin McCarthy, the, the at the time the Republican majority leader, to minority leader, to be seated on the panel. And as a result, the Republicans said, we're gonna have nothing to do with this. And the only quote unquote Republicans that were chosen was Liz Cheney, who ended up losing her seat by 36 points, and Adam Kinzinger, who didn't bother running again because they were so unrepresentative of the Republican Party. It was a completely partisan commission. And on top of that, None of the videotapes that were available was made available to the public except for very deceitfully chosen snippets by uh, Adam Schiff and by Liz Cheney. And it was only within the last several months that we saw all of the video footage and what it showed makes a joke of the idea that this was a coup. You had pe people peacefully walking into the Capitol led by many of the police officers who encouraged them to enter peacefully, which they did. The vast majority of people who were there at January 6th aren't even charged with using violence. And that's what makes this whole debate such a preposterous joke. If you look at how coups are carried out in other countries, you could make a much better case that the Black Lives Matter protests of 2020 was an insurrectionary movement. And the reason it matters, Destiny, is because if you're gonna make arguments, there has to be an important test, which is do you apply the same principles you're claiming to profess and believe in to cases where it undermines your partisan allegiance and your ideology, not only where it helps it. That's one of the key tests for determining the authenticity of your argument. And so if you don't think the 2020 protest movement was an insurrectionary movement against the United States government, there's no way to claim what January 6th was, especially since Trump could have done so much more to cause a coup that he did not do because that wasn't his aim ever. If you want to talk about applying the same standard, would you have been okay in the year 2000 if Gore refused to certify the vote because he didn't like what was happening in Florida? A lot of Democrats did Can want to do that. Can you answer that question? I, I, Glenn, answer yes, the question. Yes, and I would have actually, yes the, a lot of Democrats were angry about that. There I'm not asking if a lot of, of I'm asking you would be okay personally if he refused to certify the vote. I think there were two. There were you want to answer arguments. the question? In 2016, Wait, would you one have been okay? Which, if, would you that, been okay? Hold, if Biden, that or, one, because if you really believe that an election is stolen, as the Democrats claim they did, then it is kind of odd to say we're just going to concede that and allow George Bush to march into power, even though we believe that he actually stole the election. Yes, that is kind of an odd no, way to go about your It's destiny. not. It's not all that all. We live in a democracy. There are appropriate forums through which you did can challenge. Did they not battle that out in the courts? And they though? lost. 
Once okay, you had there your day you go. in court and you Trump lost, Trump was battling it out in the court and, and he, lost. he lost. Once you lose, anything past that is vigilantism. Vigilantism directed at the government to prevent the peaceful transfer of power to entrench your own power is an attempted coup. That's what That's he tried to do. Did, he told them to be peaceful. He told them go and we're not be talking peaceful about at the, the We're not talking you're, about the peaceful protesters. And if he wanted them to be peaceful, he would have called in the, the National Guard the as soon as they you're started rioting, but he didn't do that. Yeah, you're like, talking about like his use of the legal process, of the congressional and judicial process. He went and tested. If, if he had ordered the military or some other FBI or any of those agencies, the CIA, to go and use violence on domestic soil in order to ignore those court rulings the way people do when they're trying to implement coups, you would have a good argument. He didn't do any of that. He invoked all of his legal rights in the judiciary and in the Congress. He lost and he walked out of the White House on January 20th. He did not have to be dragged out. He wasn't uh, arrested by the military, which is what happens in coups. So much of this is because you only started paying attention to politics in 2016. You only lived in the United States. You have no idea about history or anything that happens in other countries. You have no idea what a coup is. This is a coup. Glenn, you all bring you know that about up. Glenn, Glenn, you bring that up, and you're CNN. trying to use Hawaii as an example for something that was comparable, where both slates of electors were actually Hawaii, duly I elected by the people there for, for in the 60s. Hawaii, you, Hawaii. Hawaii and South Carolina, these other historical examples that people go to for multiple slates of electors are not at all comparable. Both of these things happened prior that. to 2016. There are no examples I, in U.S. history, or if you want to give me one, since you know so much history prior to 2016, give it to me. Is there any ex other examples in U.S. history where the president is telling the vice president to unilaterally not certify the vote? Has that ever happened that's before? A, it, that, that, that's a totally separate question. No, from that is this what is happened on January 6th. It doesn't matter if it's the first time that it ever happened. Even if it's the first time or the 10th time, it's still not a coup or an insurrection. A coup or an insurrection is when you use violence and force in order to seize control of power outside of the legal process. So a coup that has to happen. So, 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 no, so if there's no violence, it can't be a coup. Wasn't there violence? I saw violence. Yeah, you need, you need violence in order to be the coup. The, the, the How amount much of violence, violence do you need? On the Capitol on January 6th, the most amount of violence grams. happened to, to the January 6th protesters, not from them. Again, not a single protester whipped out a gun, let alone used a gun. That is a extremely weird coup. How many years? Glenn, Glenn, what would you call it if the president was able to entrench his power by asking his vice president to throw out the vote unilaterally, which is what he was trying to do? Do you want to deny the facts? Do you want to deny that it's a coup? What part? A coup. I think You're lucky there wasn't a real coup. Shows the weakness of the argument, but if that had happened, my guess is it would have ended up in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court would have made the decision about whether Mike Pence exercised his proper authority as vice president, and then Donald Trump, if he had run out of options, would have left the White House on January 20th without any need for military force or police force, exactly how he did. And I would have called that the exhaustion of all of the legal remedies available to the president in a, the event that exactly. he thinks that Exactly, and therefore stolen. it would have been just the way— the Bush v. Gore thing played out. Okay. If Exhausting your legal that, options, you guys... getting up to the Supreme Court, the mm -hmm. Supreme Court makes but, the but, determination. But, 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 let Darren finish. If both of you accept that then, then if the Supreme Court says that because of Amendment 14, Section 3, Trump can't be on the ballot, you would both accept that as well? I we wouldn't, are but I think that, that would be authoritative. I would Why think would it would be authoritative, but Donald Trump, one man, centralizing power among himself to remain in power, that's not authoritative. What he could be... didn't. He didn't. Do that. That's, that's not what he what tried happened. to that's, do. That that's is what happened. No. No, Glenn, I know Trump, you only read tweets you, and headlines, you, you Glenn, but believe yelled, it or not, yelled. that's actually what he happened. A yes. ten day, that was our goal, was a 10-day Senate investigation into the Constitution. That's not what was happening behind the scenes, though. There's testimony from the lawyers involved. They, first of all, on the issue of the ballot, 
there have been split decisions on this and even Democratic judges in Colorado and then the Democratic very partisan Secretary of State in Rhode Island as well as in California have all said they don't think it's appropriate to remove Trump from the ballot because he has not yet been charged with, let alone convicted of insurrection. So I wanna be very deferential to Destiny's incredible achievements in constitutional scholarship, but there are actually a lot of even Democratic Party elected officials who are saying, as well as judges of the California of the Colorado Supreme Court who were appointed by Democratic Party governors who are saying that you cannot actually remove somebody because to remove them from the ballot is to punish them for a crime insurrection that Trump has never been charged with and therefore has never had the opportunity to defend himself Wait, the way a criminal that? Wait, why are you citing the dissent? No, no, Glenn, that will, that, that, why is he citing the dissent? Why are you citing the dissent in a losing case? Like, you're, like it proves your point. No, also, 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 the Glenn, let it continue. No one's ever also, been taken off the ballot without being convicted. Okay, Glenn, continue, and then Darren's going to add. The secretaries of state of California and Rhode Island have also said the same thing, but it's true. The Supreme Court will decide. I'm very confident they'll decide Trump can remain on the ballot, and then that will resolve that issue. Yes. The question I have, I have a few questions quickly. One is, why didn't anybody like Jack Smith charge Trump with engaging in an insurrection? If Trump was engaged in an insurrection or inciting an insurrection, you would hope, I would think, that he would be charged with that. I don't think he was, so I'm happy he wasn't. But for those of you who think he, he was, why wasn't he charged with it? And then the second one is, I just wanna know, given that the 2020 riots did have a lot of people in there who were nonviolent and were there not for insurrectionary reasons, but had a lot of people who were anarchist and insurrectionist and who engaged in a lot of violence, a lot more than was done on January 6th, do you also think that the, the riots of 2020 constituted an insurrection. I'm just trying to understand to get a sense for what your definition of insurrection so, so is. Glenn, Glenn, do you think that the 1992 riots- I can give answers yeah. too. I, I don't think that Black Lives Matter was an insurrection. I do think 1992 riots in LA was an insurrection. Uh, George did Herbert Black Walker Bush- what, Black Lives Matter Black, that made it not an insurrection. What did it lack? So it was a protest, and the violence was when the police clashed with the protesters. The, vi the violence was not against the government in order to stop the government from doing something. There, were, there weren't Antifa and anarchist groups there that explicitly say they were using violence to overthrow the government? That there, didn't happen? They were firebombing federal courthouses. There, God, you're, it's, that's not true. They were there, the bombs on the courthouses, there's nobody, it was at nighttime, there's nobody in there. They were, <laughs> they were not obstructing the anything. The firefighters got fighting. Arson's a they, serious they crime. They were not there to obstruct an official proceeding of a government. Oh, wait, 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 I just wait, burned wait, down wait. a courthouse. That's really, really, really I, I want to ask Glenn, I want to ask Glenn, do you think 1992 was an insurrection? Notice you, about, 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 you didn't answer Glenn's question. I just didn't Glenn answer Glenn's question. Glenn clearly talked about. I just answered you, it. You, you, yeah, but no, no. The, the, the Alex, Democrats. Alex, I did answer it. I just. Go ahead. I, I, just, I, I specifically answered it. Yeah, Glenn, I, Glenn, please, you yeah. You answered it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think the 1982 riots, I think I recall at the time thinking the insurrectionary, the Insurrection Act was inappropriately invoked. I'd have to go back and really study the 1992 riots to see the extent of the violence. But I do think that you're asking that indicates why the 2020 riots are way closer to an insurrection than anything happened after the 2020 election. And the reason you're afraid to say that it is an insurrection is purely for ideological and partisan no, ends. I, because I, you that's don't not true. 
liberals were engaging in insurrection. You asked him a question. finish. There's riots. Every question every week in America. The Democrats were saying the Black Lives Matter riots were good and bailing them out. You know what? Here's something. Here's something. Democrats were saying be violent everywhere. They were not. Everybody get the clips. Get him. Get him. Take the clip and get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. When we talk about insurrection, when we talk about insurrection, I got your ass. I want to ask Glenn. What do you think, man? Glenn, do you think that the thing, this thing was stolen? I think the election was rigged. I don't. I'm not somebody who thinks the election that there's evidence conclusive that the election was stolen. I do think we should be a lot more attentive to when election processes get changed out of the blue. Like, oh, because there's COVID, we're going to have a ton of new conventions for how we do mail-in ballots. I think there's a lot of potential for fraud there. I don't think there's evidence that I've seen at least that's conclusive that the 2020 election was stolen. I do think though. It was rigged in all sorts of ways from internet censorship to all kinds of uh, interference on the part of the uh, U.S. security state lying and saying that a very incriminating story about Joe Biden was the byproduct of Russian disinformation when it when it absolutely was not. Facebook and Twitter censoring that story right before the election. These are all examples of corrupting rigging by institutions of authority Pisgate. on the question of whether it no, no, I don't. I'm not somebody who thinks there's evidence that it was stolen. Well, how would you define the difference between rigging it and stealing it? Rigging it is when institutions of authority cheat or act corruptly in order to manipulate public opinion to prevent stories from getting to them, like those news stories about Joe Biden and the way that he exploited his family connections in Ukraine and China to uh, profit for his family and lying about it and saying that it's Russian disinformation, censoring the Internet to prevent stories from getting to the public, having the security state, the CIA and the FBI that's supposed to have no role in our politics being the ones to cook up those fabrications. That's all examples of rigging and manipulating our democracy the way that we accuse Russia of doing. The US security state, the corporate media, Twitter and Facebook did that way, way worse. Stealing the election is dumping ballots that were legitimately cast or fabricating ballots in favor of one candidate or the other that actually weren't cast, manipulating the machines in order to have the loser be the winner. That's what I would distinguish between rigging and stealing. So, okay, so, so to think, clarify, do you, that, do you think that Donald Trump asking uh, Jeffrey Clark uh, to go and threaten the DOJ that if they don't sign on to a false letter, trying to bully states into claiming there was mass election fraud by claiming the DOJ had actually found someone that had it? That's that was testified to under saying. oath. Oh God, under oath. Do you oh think God. that do, do you think that would be considered an act of corruption? The whole point is if Trump legitimately believed that the election was stolen, as Democrats believed in 2000, 2004, 2016. Right. As no, that's not right. It's not answering the question. Then I'm answering the question. No, I just not. can't do it in seven seconds. If Trump believed genuinely that the election was stolen, then all of those steps that he undertook to try and present the Congress the way to alleviate the stolen election, to have courts reverse the stolen election, to have Mike Pence exercise what he thought was his constitutional authority, might have been wrongful, but they weren't illegal and they most definitely weren't a coup. <laughs> Well, I just, I mean, I only heard the last four minutes of the conversation, but I'm still always amazed by, I really don't understand the argument because the FBI and the U.S. security state before January 6th was saying that they regard the greatest threat to national security not as being ISIS or Al-Qaeda or Hamas or Hezbollah or China or any other, any other foreign uh, threat. They regard the greatest threat as being right-wing domestic extremists on whom, uh, in whom that was included on many lists, the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, and all of the people in the groups that they said uh, orchestrated nine, uh, January 6th. Is the argument that you think that the FBI was not monitoring and infiltrating those groups? Because there's actually a ton of evidence that the FBI 
had their hooks in all three of those groups, and not only had their hooks in them, but on January 6th had informants on the ground who were pretending to be Trump supporters who were talking in real time to the FBI Multiple. about everything that was happening. So I just want to understand what the yeah. claim is. Is the claim that the FBI was not involved in the groups that organized January 6th and didn't have informants with them that day? They weren't instigating. So, so, That's your so, claim. So I, I'm it just came out that the vice president of the Oath Keepers was an FBI informant. The Proud Boys had at least three and as many as eight. And the New York Times itself reported that there were uh, FBI informants and the Proud Boys who were inside the Capitol texting their handlers as the event unfolded. That there, The whole context for this conversation is, again, I mean, you just keep going back to it because it's so easy to see. People have this idea of the FBI, like, oh, they don't do this sort of thing. Earlier, um, I think it was Ed who said, wait, why would the New York Times run a pup piece? Do you think they're working with the FBI? Like, that idea yes. to him is so different. <laughs> I didn't and say that. No I didn't idea. say that. It was me. No idea what the history of the FBI is in this country. They have no idea that the FBI throughout the entire war on terror did this over and over. They would target and entrap all sorts of vulnerable Muslims to engage in plots that the FBI created in order to create a narrative that the FBI was needed because there was a much bigger threat of Islamic terrorism than there actually was. The FBI has been and infiltrating and then using provocateurs to encourage groups to commit crimes so that the FBI can gain more power, can spread this narrative. You have to be incredibly naive or only paying attention to the news since 2016 and thinking Donald Trump is the only issue, not to understand that this is what the FBI has been doing for decades. And so to have this like naive attitude, like, oh, is the New York Times working with the FBI? That is what the media in this country has been doing. But you have for no decades. evidence of it. You're making it, you're just making <laughs> theories up. Out By the way, nowhere. if I can just add a, a, a nice little colorful detail there the author of the ray epps puff piece that asked none of the questions that would get to the core of his involvement there it's total puff piece you can read it yourself the author of that his previous work includes the cia authorized account of the sinaloa cartel yeah the, the whole thing like listening to them i honestly it's like listening i don't mean to be insulting i'm just saying this you know it's what it sounds like like seventh graders who learn civics class and have this understanding of how the u.s government works like oh the fbi investigate and they discover crimes and then they go to the courts and the courts are very honest and the courts are apolitical and the courts make rulings and everything that has happened in january 6 and you can even look at the people they picked and choose who to expand the law. The people who ended up getting prosecuted on felony counts, even though they were nonviolent, had these incredibly uh, novel interpretations of law that were used against them to turn nonviolent demonstration and nonviolent political protest into felony by taking this post-Enron law and giving it a stretched meeting that it never had before. And the reason so many of them plead guilty is because they know that if they go into court, they're going to have rulings against them because a lot of these judges, especially in Washington, are not only Democratic Party judges, but the entire system is furious to watch people go and put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. So the entire system decided that this has to be punished regardless of what the law provides. You had the FBI with their hooks inside all of these groups. But I do understand that if you believe in this like story of American propaganda, that the FBI is these upstanding law enforcement people and they don't do that, and then the courts go and make rulings, then you're going to end up with this image of what the three of them have, which is this idea that this was one of the worst attacks in American history. The courts have ruled. Everything the government did in this case is consistent with their longstanding view before January 6th that these groups are criminal groups. They need to be criminalized. Trump's movement is a threat to the United States. And the entire part of January 6th.
was designed to define them as an insurrectionary movement so that they could criminalize them, which is exactly what they're doing. I want to respond to Glenn real quick. Owen didn't have the money for a criminal trial. 890 convictions or guilty pleas, two acquittals, two. 
for the FBI to be infiltrating these groups is a conspiracy theory. Again, it requires an understanding of the FBI that's childlike. And what Destiny was saying before is, oh, we're just using what they've done in the past and therefore concluding they must be doing that in the future. He just ignored all the evidence we've been presenting for the last two hours, including the fact that the FBI, by their own admission, had informants in all three of the leading groups that organized January 6th and were talking to informants on the ground at the Capitol exactly. on that who, who is Who is the head of the FBI? Who's the head of the FBI? As far as the January 6th uh, defendants are concerned, it is true that they're getting sentences similar to what people get when they're charged with felonies. The point is that it is insane that nonviolent protesters are being charged with felonies in the United States. That is what never happens. And pointing to Black Lives Matter is not to say, Oh, yeah, that's what about ism. So we're admitting that this was an insurrection, and that is too. The point is that what the government is doing, if you look at the disparate treatment between the two, is picking and choosing which movement they like ideologically and politically and which they don't, and punishing much more severely the one that they don't, which is what January 6th is about. Going so wait, wait, when going, you're making that accusation, wait, real quick. Going when you're into making... the Capitol building, going into the Capitol building with weapons saying, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. No, that's not a violent crime, but are you saying that— that doesn't warrant a felony conviction? That's absurd. No, people are no, actually no, calling, no, for, people are calling for the hanging of the vice president of America. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. The no, no, Alex, hold on one second. The majority of people who were charged with felonies in January 6th are nonviolent offenders. Non what did they do, Glenn? What did they do? An interpretation of the law. They created an interpretation of the law that was enacted after Enron that was designed to criminalize accountants from obstructing fraud at what the corporate level. What did they level. do? They Every the single— meaning of it. To mean that if it's a nonviolent protest, any nonviolent no, protest now but, at the Capitol can be charged you're, with a felony. You're glossing, you you're glossing no, no, no. over the People facts. Get six you're glossing sentences. over the facts, Glenn. People get you're, six no, months sentences. Hold on. I, I, this is on, I, I want to respond People to Glenn. People get six months, six months sentences for going in the damn thing being waved in by police. No, That's so, on record. No, but he, the, here's the facts. The people who got the felonies were either violent, they were taking part in a conspiracy, or they went into the House chamber. Those are the people who got it. The people who walked into the Capitol That's building. That's not true. It is true. No, it's Look not. It, it absolutely I is just true. gave you Google a specific it. example so earlier. One or two pieces of conspiracy. Give me an example. What did he do? Thomas Caldwell. Did he, he, did, he was not violent, and he did not go into the Capitol. He didn't go. Oh, what, what did he do? What was his conviction? Let's talk about. And did not go in the Let's talk about oh, Thomas also, Caldwell wait, 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 for a minute. Well, and also, real quick, to, to, Glenn's, to Glenn's point, keep in mind that when you're saying that BLM wasn't treated the same because of the government and how they were, you're not just alleging the federal government at that point. You're alleging every single state government and city municipality that's in charge of arresting people no, are all on the same page in terms of unfair. Almost all of Wait, the feds? The feds are in charge of prosecuting everybody in every state. Thomas Caldwell was part of the seditious conspiracy. He was part of the conspiracy by the Oath Keepers. Let Glenn come in, That's and then I want to hear about That's why he got charged Caldwell. with a felony. Go for it, Glenn. When Black Lives Matter happened, every single blue state mayor and every single blue state governor weighed in on the side of the rioters because they were petrified of being demonized as being racist that they didn't support everything the Black Lives Matter movement did. So yes, the Black Lives Matter movement had corporations is sponsoring them. They had Kamala Harris urging and raising money for people to get out of prison who were imprisoned and prosecuted for having engaged in violence as part of the Black Lives Matter movement. The entire establishment was on the side of the Black Lives Matter movement. The entire establishment hated the January Six defendants. That's the reality of our government that you don't understand. Yeah, because the reality, wait, 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 the reality of our government that you don't understand. It's up to the Supreme Court to decide. Can I, can I, can I, 
can I just say what my dream is? My dream is that Ed and Brian and Destiny have to actually live through a real coup so that they can then <laughs> come back to the set and be like, oh my God, you know what? I'm so sorry for th saying that what happened in the Capitol for three hours against the most militarized and powerful government to ever exist in human history got anywhere near a coup or an insurrection. A coup or well, an insurrection. I mean, I a coup is generally when people in power or people who are trying to get into power marshal the force of the armed factions of that country and use it to eliminate the legal process and take over. So for example, if Trump had called in the military on his side on January 6th, where he had gotten the military to block people from trying to remove him from office on January 20th, that is always what we say is a coup. Nothing that looks like what happened on January 6th. The other thing I just want to correct, Destiny seems to have this like debate me sort of thing point that he thinks he keeps making that's so smart, which is when Why you say- Why does he waste so much time on catty comments? There must be something better for him to say. No, you're the one that does throwaway <laughs> lines. All right, better for him to say. We're about to change gears. Let Glenn finish this thought, and then we're moving to uh, our audience questions. Has done this little debate tactic like eight times. I've listened to it for two hours. So if you say this person is did this and it's wrong, and then someone else says, well, what about this person, this politician you love? He did the same thing. Destiny says, oh, you're admitting that both of them did something wrong. No, one of the reasons why you say things like the Black Lives Matter uh, protest was never considered an insurrection is not to say that January 6th was also an insurrection and therefore you should treat the Black Lives Matter one like an insurrection. The point is to say the Black Lives Matter wasn't treated like an insurrection because people like Ed and Destiny and Brian love the Black Lives Matter movement because it's unaligned with their ideology. These are liberals who hate the Trump movement politically and therefore want to criminalize it. But pointing to other examples... I'm against all rioting, just to be clear. Isn't it admitting that you're that the one that you start with is wrong. You're just trying to show that you're not applying consistent principles no, when your idea is not true. If, that, if that was the case, then when you're accused of defending a coup, then you argue why it's not a coup. That's how the argument works. If somebody says, I think that Trump engaged in a coup, if one of the ways that you show that it's not a coup is by saying that the things that you like that are done that are far more insurrectionary are things you won't call an insurrection no, because those things no, done to advance. Glenn, the I'm sorry. No, Glenn. And to try and make it about Alex when there are six people here presenting all kinds of evidence that you're not equipped to deal with, I think it's just a pathetic way to try and end this debate. And the last thing I want to say is it's really given like a kind of amazingly vivid mindset into the minds of Trump era liberals who have really come to see the U.S. security state and the courts and prosecutors as their political allies in their war that they're waging against people who disagree with them. And they have this like very romanticized view of what the FBI is, what the DOJ is, how the court systems work, how the federal government works. And all of this reveals this so well because what's happening here is so manifest, which is that all of these agencies are being abused because the Trump movement is considered the gravest threat to establishment power in this country, which is why the bipartisan establishment is against it. To try and make this about Alex and Sandy Hook is a really pathetic way to end the debate. I think you guys have done a good job defending your views. I think you should leave it at that.